This episode of CBO Speaks is brought to you by Kaufman Hall. Learn about their strategic and financial consulting services and Axiom planning software by visiting kaufmanhall.com forward slash higher education. Welcome to CBO Speaks, a podcast from the National Association of College and University Business Officers. I'm President and CEO John Walda, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. Our mission with this podcast is for you to gain greater insight into the challenges and rewards of the Chief Business Officer role. Find out more from today's episode at www.nakubo.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to CBO Speaks. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Megan Strand, your host, and I am thrilled to be joined today by Alan Zetta Landrum-Sims, who will soon be retiring from her post as Dean of Finance and Administration at Enterprise State Community College in Alabama. Welcome, Alan Zetta. Well, thank you. Well, first of all, congratulations on your impending retirement. That's very exciting. Thank you very much. I would love to go back today, however, to the start of your career. Can you just share how you came to land in higher education? Well, uh, it was completely by accident. Uh, I started in private industry. And while working in private industry, I was asked to help out uh, in the K-12 system. And then from there, I was asked to help out at the four-year level. And then uh, this job became available at the two-year level. And then what were you doing in the private sector? And how long did you spend in the private sector? About four years in the private sector. Prior to that, I worked with the military and many military jobs and banking jobs and those type of things. My husband was in the military. So wherever we moved, I was very fortunate to always be able to be in some area of accounting or finance. That's fantastic. So you have a wide variety of backgrounds there. Can you talk a little bit about how those things maybe differ from higher ed and what you learned transitioning from private sector or military to higher education? Well, they're, of course, they're all accounting, but in the accounting world, the cause of the fact that uh, we have GASB accounting versus FASB accounting, plus uh, all other types of banking accounting and those type of things, there are basically some differences there. But for for me, the transition was pretty easy in just learning the rules and regulations, depending on which sector I was in. Well, now that you're sort of at the end of your career in higher ed, maybe you could reflect back for us and share what you think have been the high points of your career in higher ed. What things are you most proud of? Well, there have been very uh, a lot of things that I've been very proud of in working in higher education uh, in the four-year area, I was able to be able to walk into a situation that seemed to be uh, on the edge of trouble at the time and was able to provide some guidance to bring that uh, institution back to the point where it needed to be financially. And at the two-year institution, it seems to me that uh, helping to find and make changes and make corrections and bringing institutions back on track has been kind of what has been following me at the four, at the two-year level. I ended up being able to do the same thing, going into an institution that was at that point uh, on the verge of bankruptcy and then being able to bring it into an institution that is very financially sound at this point. And that has been a, a very 
one of the things that I'm most proud of as having to worked in higher education. Anything that surprised you about your career in higher ed? I know that you were at, how long were you at Enterprise State? Was it 16 years or more? 17 years. So anything that surprised you while you were at Enterprise State or maybe the four-year institution before that? Not anything that surprised me. The nature of people always keeps you on your toes when you're in the business of finance, but nothing that really surprised me. Not easy to surprise, huh? Not easy at all. <laughs> go, go with the flow and follow the rules. Oh, that's good. Well, that's obviously provided a very long career for you. Can you think of an example of something that you might have done differently in your role as CBO over the years? I don't think I would have done anything different. I may have in some instances, reacted a little bit quicker than I did, not because that the decisions were wrong, but because that the decisions may have needed to be done a little bit quicker, made a little bit quicker uh, than I did at that time. But I, I can't say that there was anything I would really change. I would well, I can let me repeat that or go back. I, I think I might change may have changed how do I say this, the nature of the politics of higher education, if I had a magic wand to be able to do that. Talk a little bit about the politics. Maybe this is some, uh, one of the questions I want to ask is what advice you have for other CBOs now that you're retiring. Maybe, maybe that's one of the things you could touch upon is how to manage those politics. That, that's very true. Uh, well, one thing I would say in managing them is integrity. I think the CBO has always have to be a person of integrity. They have to know the rules and the regulations, and they have to stick to them no matter what uh, the circumstances may be. They need to make sure that they follow those rules and regulations. Anything else you can think of, Ellen Zetta, to share as advice as you're kind of looking back over your career, maybe for an incoming CBO or an aspiring CBO? I would think first that if you choose are choosing to pursue a career as a CBO, that you would make sure that this is what you really want to do. Being a CBO takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, and sometimes it comes with a price with from your coming from your family or other things that you might want to do in your life. But it is a very rewarding career if this is what you choose to do. I would think that you need to, a person that wants to come in and be a CBO has to understand that they need to stay up to date on the rules and regulations. What would you say is the biggest challenge that's facing all CBOs today? And how has this changed over your career in terms of the challenges you saw coming in, um, you know, however many years ago, and then the challenges you're seeing now as you're leaving? I believe that the the biggest issue right now or the biggest challenge that is facing CBOs right now is learning how to navigate the people above you and the circumstances above you and the circumstances behind you. Uh, at some point in time in my career, and I've been in accounting and finance for 41 years, there was a time where uh, the CBO or the, the accounting person was not really a person that was listened to or paid attention to. I think the world has learned based on, unfortunately, negative things that have happened that it is very important to have that accounting person or that CBO at the table when all conversations take place. And my advice to anyone that would be willing to come into this type of position is that be ready for those conversations 
and be willing to talk about the hard things that need to be talked about. Uh, don't just accept what is status quo, because nine times out of 10 and most times that there's the person that's sitting other people sitting at the table are not going to be aware or, or know all of the financial ramifications of the decision that are going to be made. Do you feel that the biggest challenge right now for CBOs is that interpersonal piece? I believe so, because of the la- sometimes experience level, you have to know, uh, you have to be comfortable in, uh, for for lack of a better word, be comfortable in your own skin to be able to project and present to others the the correct way of doing things and how to follow the rules and to be able for the future to be where it needs to be uh, as far as finances are concerned. And then on the on the flip side, what would you say is the biggest opportunity that faces all CBOs today? For me, it would be the same to be able to sit at that table, to be able to offer those that type of advice and to answer those questions that most times get an organization in trouble after things have happened. So that's an opportunity for any CBO to be able to keep their boss out of trouble, keep themselves out of trouble, and keep their institution out of trouble. Alan Zeta, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about professional mentorship. Can you talk about somebody that may have served as a mentor to you over the years? Yes, I've been very fortunate in my career to have mentors and colleagues that we've been able to work together. Um, one of my, my, I would say my, my major mentor uh, was a boss that I had when I worked in pi- private industry. And till this day, um, this was over 25 years ago. And to this day, I can still pick up the phone and call him or he will call me and we can get together and we can talk about if I'm having issues or if there's issues going on, maybe with uh, clients that he may have. So that has been invaluable to me over my uh, career. Uh, I would say mentoring is extremely important. I'm very fortunate now to, for the third year, I believe the third year to be involved in the Kubo's mentoring program. And all of the mentors, I've had, mentees that I've had are very good accountants, but learning to be a CBO is different than being an accountant. So, but I've had very, very energetic, knowledgeable, uh, intelligent uh, mentees. Uh, so I, I'm, the pro- program is very rewarding. And outside of Nakubo's program, within the two-year college system, we've been very fortunate to have a very close-knit bunch of um, accountants and C- CBOs. So we help each other. When a new uh, new CBO comes in, we're all right there for that individual. And we continue to do that as long as they need us. And then we always pay back. When someone else comes in, they're there to help them. So the mentoring program is very, is very well needed in this industry. And as you think of people that you've mentored over the years, is there anything that they share in common that you can think of? They might share in common other than the fact of being new uh, new to the industry or new to the CBO role. They want to do the right thing, I would say. And maybe the second thing I would say is that uh, they... They, they they want a career in this. They don't want this to just be a job for them. They want a career in the CBO role. 
Anything that you were working on um, right as you're leaving your current role that you never imagined you'd be doing, let's say, 10 or 20 years ago? Anything that surprised you in that regard? Retiring. (laughs) (laughs) I I am a workaholic by nature, and uh, I never thought that I would be thinking, even thinking about retiring, more or less retiring from uh, our position. But... uh, other than that, because I'm in, in my life, I always thought I would be working and I <clears throat> I love the role of being in the field of accounting. Uh, I wanted to do that since I was in the ninth grade and I, I was blessed to be able to fulfill what I wanted to do in my life and work in the field that I wanted to do. So there 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 would not be anything that I wouldn't wouldn't say that I wouldn't want to do or would have done different in my life other than the fact of retiring. Uh, But I am looking forward to all of the experiences that I'm going to have in my retirement. I do not intend to go home and sit down. I intend to uh, (laughs) keep moving. And in the world of accounting, it's been good to me and I want to continue to give back. Well, to that end, I wonder if you can share what you're planning on doing in retirement. Have you thought thought that far ahead yet? Are you just going to enjoy a little bit of time off first? Well, I to, to a little bit. I have, um, of course, I have some family uh, issues that I have to deal with. But other than that, uh, I plan to do some consulting work and continue to work in the areas that I can work. Uh, prior to working in to the two-year college system, I had uh, a private business in addition to working full time. So I may wow. bring that business, bring that back to life again. Haven't haven't decided on that yet. Well, that's great. It sounds like you are definitely not going to be sitting at home. So no, not uh, not at all. <laughs> I know the profession will be will be happy to have your continued involvement. Um, what else would you like to share today, Alan Zetta, that I've neglected to ask you about? I would say to anyone that is considering being a CBO or any other profession area in the accounting profession to make sure first this is what you want to do because it's not an easy profession. It is a profession that uh, you have to constantly know the rules and regulations in order to do the position correct correctly and fulfill the obligations. And again, like I said before, to keep your institution or your company out of trouble. It, it requires constant uh, professional development and it, it requires time and energy and a willingness to be able to do the right thing. And I say that a lot because of the fact that many, many times there are people who don't know that are involved in the decision making who don't know the rules and regulations, but they need that person there that does in order to keep them out of trouble. And it's it's sometimes hard to be the long lone person in the room uh, when decisions have to be made and they have to be done the right way. I, I'm excited about the new CBOs that are coming. I've been very fortunate to be a part of the Nakubo Future CBO uh, program. And I've been very excited about the individuals who are looking forward to being uh, CBOs in the future, not only looking forward to it, but interested in learning before they decide to make that jump. 
and what the role is so they know what they're, they're getting involved in. I wonder if we could ask you to take out your crystal ball for just a minute, Zetta, and and predict for us what this new generation of CBOs will be facing. Like as you're looking down the road, just knowing what you know from the past and the direction the winds are blowing right now, what are the, what are the things you think they're going to have to struggle with a little bit? more maybe than you have. I would think that the struggle from this point forward is the world is constantly changing. It is changing a lot quicker than it did when I came into the profession 41 years ago. 41 years ago, we had spreadsheets. Uh, I can remember working uh, on a general ledger and putting together a financial statement that was on a spreadsheet that would cover the floor of a room and having to <laughs> calculate the numbers across that doesn't happen anymore we have to we can push a button and the numbers calculate so knowing what goes into those numbers and making sure that final number or what the outcome is 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 correct is something that uh, to CBOs now are going to have to be more pay more attention to uh, 40 years ago or even 20 years ago, I could look at a number and go back and tell you where that number comes from. With technology today, you're going to ha- they're going to have to pay more attention to that final number and where, how did that number get to where it is because the details are very important uh, in the counting world. I think the, and I, and I mentioned this earlier, I think the danger and the the danger of politics is um, is something that I'm very concerned about for future CBOs. But I also believe that as an industry, we can get through whatever needs to happen as long as we have organizations like Nakubo who are going to stay on the cutting edge of what's happening and be able to advise us and to help us as a group. I don't believe in my mind that there are there is any other group of professionals other than accountants who have such a close knit opportunity and work together so well to be able to make sure that um, that all of the rules are followed and that everybody has an opportunity to stay up to date. It's a choice. You make a choice whether you want to know what what is right at that particular time or what's going on in the industry, or you make a choice not to, but the choice is there for us. And I think it's um, that's that's extremely important. Uh, I'm not too worried about the fact that the finance world, CBOs or any other area of finance are not going to be successful. I, I believe that they're they're as long as we do what we're supposed to do, we're always going to be able to be successful. Well, thank you so much, Alan Zeta, for your time today and sharing a few of your insights. And again, congratulations on your upcoming retirement. Well, thank you very much, Megan. I appreciate it. You can learn more about Alan Zeta in today's episode by visiting the distance learning section of nakubo.org. Make sure you subscribe to CBO Speaks in Apple Podcasts so that you'll get the latest episodes instantly. And on behalf of Alan Zeta and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of CBO Speaks. This episode of CBO Speaks is brought to you by Kaufman Hall. Learn about their strategic and financial consulting services and Axiom planning software by visiting kaufmanhall.com forward slash higher education.